everyone, and welcome to the Fantasy Consigliere Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Chapin. This week, I'm going to cover the Week 2 rankings and name some undervalued players to consider at each position. Then, I'll hit waiver wire targets. Before we start, I just want to thank everyone who watched the first episode. You might notice this week and future weeks will be a little different. I'm no longer reading from a teleprompter. I'd rather just talk naturally. It flows better, sounds less robotic. And I mean, I'm not as insightful or funny as Peyton and Eli, but it worked for them. So we'll see if it works for me. Let's jump right into the quarterback rankings. First up, Tom Brady. He gets an Atlanta defense that was just torched by Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. He had all day to throw. And I expect the same for Brady. Number two, Kyler Murray. There's just too many weapons for Minnesota to contain. And Murray, despite saying he's going to run less this year, is clearly going to run after scoring five total touchdowns last week, including one on the ground. Number three, Russell Wilson. Tennessee looks like a mess on defense. I don't see how they'll cover DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Eskridge if he's healthy. Good balance with Chris Carson. It, it could be another 30-plus points allowed by Tennessee's defense, and Seattle gets them at home. Number four, Patrick Mahomes. Tough matchup on the road against the Ravens, but again, no Marcus Peters out for the year. And the Chiefs have sort of had their number. Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, he gets too much to handle. Number five, Josh Allen at Miami. He's owned the Dolphins throughout his career. I know the Bills offense struggled last week, but same with Mahomes. He's too much firepower. We know Allen can run. We know Allen's going to do damage on the ground. I have him in the top five again. Number six, Aaron Rodgers. I'm expecting a big bounce back for Green Bay's offense. The Lions definitely showed they can compete last week, but Green Bay's offense should explode on Monday night. Number seven, Jalen Hurts. Every week QB1, being at home will help. And San Francisco, their reputation on defense is probably better than they actually are. We saw what Jared Goff did in the comeback attempt last week. Hurts will continue to run the ball when it's there. Number eight, Lamar Jackson. The Chiefs have sort of been his in Baltimore's kryptonite. He only has four total touchdowns in three games against them with a 0-3 record, but you're not going to bench Lamar Jackson. Number nine, Dak Prescott. He looked awesome in the opener. We should see more balance out of Dallas, but they're going to still throw enough that Dak's going to put up big numbers all season. Number 10, Justin Herbert. Better matchup. Mike Williams healthy. Keaton Allen. Austin Eckler should be more involved in the passing game and hopeful shootout against Dallas for the Chargers for his game at SoFi Stadium. Number 11, Ryan Tannehill. It's looking like it's going to take a little longer than we would have hoped, but things are going to eventually click, and I expect they'll have to put up points to win in Seattle. Number 12, Big Ben. Las Vegas still vulnerable on the back end. Deontay Johnson, Juju, Chase Claypool, James Washington, the tight ends. He, he should put up numbers. For top quarterback options outside the top 12, Jared Goff takes on a Green Bay defense that gets allowed five touchdown passes to Jameis Winston, and I expect we'll see a shootout on Monday night. Andy Dalton takes on his former team in the Bengals, and while there's no bad blood, I think Cole Komet, Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney will all have big games. And finally, Mac Jones takes on the Jets, and there will be a much easier opponent than the stingy Miami defense that he saw in Week 1, and Jones was extremely impressive to start his career. Okay, moving on to the running backs. Christian McCaffrey had zero touchdowns in the opener, still finished as the overall RB1 through one week, so it just goes to show how much of a cheat code he is. 
Number two, Nick Chubb against the Texans. This will be a true test for the Houston and Cleveland's offensive line should be just too much to handle for them. Number three, Alvin Kamara. He saw 20 carries for just the second time in his career last week, and I expect him to be fed all season. Number four, Derrick Henry. I don't know what happened to the Titans last week. I guess most likely he went overconfident, but they're a proud team. I expect them to be angry, run the ball better, and Henry will be a top five back every week. Number five, there are also concerns about Dalvin Cook because of Minnesota's offensive line against a swarming Arizona defense. But like Henry, he's just too good to move out of the top five right now. Number six, expect a big night from the Packers as a whole. Aaron Jones will face a Lions defense that gets allowed 100 rushing yards and a score to six-round rookie Elijah Mitchell in week one. Number seven, Najee Harris played every snap in his debut, and he should be a 20-touch back with better matchups coming up. Number eight, Jonathan Taylor. Looked great as a receiver last week. We know what he can do as a rusher. And the Rams were definitely vulnerable against the run in week one. Number nine, Joe Mixon. The Bears also showed some holes last week against the run, and Mixon is going to be a stud of featured every week. Overtime obviously played a factor, but Mixon handled 33 touches in the opener. Number 10, Chris Carson. No Rashad Penny makes him even more of a workhorse, and Tennessee has more issues than guests on the back end. Number 11, Austin Eckler. It's strange that he saw no targets in week one, but again, hopeful shootout for Dallas and the Chargers, and handling goal line touches will help. Rounding out the top 12, David Montgomery ran hard, picked up where he left off in 2020, and the Bears want to have balance on offense. For general thoughts at running back outside the top 12, don't panic sell on Zeke or Saquon Barkley. Brighter days will be ahead. And also, Trey Sermon is someone I'm buying everywhere. I know he was a big, he wasn't the thumbs up of the year for me, but he was a big target for me in drafts. And I just believe in the talent. I'm hopeful we'll see him be active this week and beyond and eventually earn the role as basically the starter with Elijah Mitchell being more of that Raheem Mostert 10 to 12 to 15 touch change of pace option and Sermon as the grinder. Now for the wideouts. Number one, Devontae Adams. Like McCaffrey, he's most likely going to be the wide receiver one most weeks. Like McCaffrey, the RB1. And worst case scenario happened for the Packers last week. And he still finished with five receptions, 56 yards. I mean, that's not numbers you expect out of him, but still a respectable performance. And hopefully that's as low as it gets this year. Number two, Stephon Diggs. Buffalo scored 31 and 56 points in two matchups versus the Dolphins last season. I'd expect Buffalo to come out with their passing attack. Number three, DK Metcalf. As stated, Tennessee is a mess on defense. They don't have anyone to cover Metcalf. And Tyler Lockett stressing the defense last week will only open things up for Metcalf. Number four, Tyreek Hill. He's faced Baltimore only twice in his career, but he's had 100 total yards both times. And as we saw last week against the Browns, all it takes is one huge play for him to be a wide receiver one option. Number five, A.J. Brown against Seattle. I'm still confident in the Titans as a whole eventually figuring things out. But for now, it might be wise to just lean on Henry and Brown like they did last year while Julio rounds back into form. Number six, Chris Godwin. Clearly going to have a big year. Eight touchdowns over the past five games against Atlanta. So keep him in lineups as a solid wide receiver one option. Number seven, DeAndre Hopkins. He scored twice in the opener. And Arizona's offense, well, they got an easy test in week one against t- Tennessee. They have a lot of weapons that opponents are going to have to contend with, which should lead to single coverage for Hopkins. 
Number eight, Calvin Ridley. Offensive line is still a concern, but Ridley has seen at least 12 targets in each of the past three games against Tampa Bay. The Bucks clearly had issues in covers last week against Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb. Number nine, Justin Jefferson. The Vikings could have some of the same issues that Arizona presented for Tennessee last week if pass protection doesn't hold up, but he's still a top 10 option for now. Number 10, Keenan Allen against Dallas. Trevon Diggs should be on Mike Williams. And we saw what both Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown did to the Dallas secondary in the opener. Number 11, Allen Robinson against the Bengals. Again, I'm high on the Chicago passing attack this week. Expect a bounce back for both Robinson and Darnell Mooney, along with Cole Komet at tight end. Number 12, Antonio Brown once again makes the wide receiver one ranks, remains the most undervalued fantasy option around, and Atlanta is another great matchup. Digging a little deeper, I like all three of Nelson Aguilar, Marquez Callaway, and KJ Hamler to be big play threats on Sunday. Now for the tight ends. Travis Kelsey had to love what he saw on Monday night with how much Darren Waller got open against Baltimore, and he's a tight end one for week two. And number two, Waller is firmly in the Kelsey tier and looks unstoppable. At this point, it looks like George Kittle will settle in as a number three tight end for most weeks. And while the Eagles contain Kyle Pitts, the 49ers offensive line should be better than Atlanta's was. At number four, TJ Hawkinson will continue to be the number one target for Jared Goff. I'm hopeful that the Lions will try to keep up in a shootout with the Packers. At number five, keep rolling with the upside of Kyle Pitts against the Buccaneers. Number six, Mark Andrews had a concerning start to open the season, but Watkins and Hollywood Brown should stretch the defense on Sunday night. Number seven, Rob Gronkowski had a throwback performance in the opener. And there's no reason to believe he'll slow down. OJ Howard played just six snaps for the Bucks. Number eight, Noah Fant looked healthy and gets a defense that gets allowed 67 yards to Pharaoh Brown. Number nine, Logan Thomas should be a favorite of Taylor Heineke, and he'll continue to be a threat in scoring territory. Again, in the top 10, Jonu Smith has a versatile role for New England, and I also like Hunter Henry against the Jets. Number 11, Robert Tanyan is a good bet for a score, and again, I expect Green Bay to go off on Monday night. At number 12, I brought up Cole Komet's name a couple of times, and he's a clear number one tight end for Chicago and should be picked up wherever available. For more of a desperation play at tight end, I feel like Pat Fryermuth has a good chance of finding the end zone against the Raiders. Now to finish off episode two, some waiver wire targets. Jameis Winston has definite QB1 upside, and I'm not worried about Taysom Hill vulturing some touches away. He won't throw for five touchdowns every week, but Sean Payton clearly knows how to orchestrate an offense. At running back, Elijah Mitchell is a clear top waiver priority for week two, but again, I'd be targeting Trey Sermon if an impatient owner drops him. In the past, players that others have recommended to drop include Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, and Jonathan Taylor. Sermon needs to prove himself to be on that level, but I believe in the talent. Also at running back, Latavius Murray didn't start on Monday night, but he ended up with more carries than Tyson Williams, and the run-heavy Ravens will present opportunities for multiple runners to produce. At wide receiver, the usual suspects, Darnold Mooney, Nelson Aguilar, and Brian Edwards should be owned in all leagues. You can find our complete waiver wire rankings this week and every week by visiting wolfsports.com. And that concludes episode two. I know this episode was a little shorter compared to last week, but we still covered over 50 players, and I'm hopeful it will be enough, along with all the content on wolfsports.com, to help you win your league. Remember, you can use promo code GODFATHER to sign up for Fantasy Consigliere today. As always, thank you for listening. Please remember to rate, follow, subscribe, or whatever else people do. 
Until next time, I'm Dylan Chapin, and this was the Fantasy Consigliere Podcast. <laughs>